Hey, this is Cody. And Kevin. And Franklin. Thanks for joining us on the Conversations on Jesus podcast. Pull up a chair and hang out as we talk about who Jesus is and what that means for our lives. Hello and welcome to the Conversations on Jesus podcast. Thanks for listening. As always, I'm here. I'm Kevin. (laughs) I'm here with Franklin and Cody. What's up, guys? Hey, Kevin. Glad to know your name I and that you remember it. <laughs> nice to meet you guys. Yeah, uh, nice to meet you, too. That's funny, because we are just talking about how my wife forgot Kevin's yeah. name on my wedding day. Oh, and throwing her straight under the and bus. I wasn't going to bring it up. No, I'll bring it up, because <laughs> that's, that's hilarious <laughs> She'll to me. Or he'll hear about it later. Um, yeah, probably. You'll but hear about it later. <laughs> yeah. Not me. <laughs> but that's funny that you forgot your name, yeah. too. It's a very easy name to forget. Is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I say that hurts my heart too. I think you got him twice. Yeah, I did. You're about to do this podcast alone. <laughs> I'll join you. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> we no, are in. You're voted <laughs> off the island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are we at? We are in the middle of chapter 11 in the Gospel of Matthew. Um, we just talked about Jesus and John the Baptist and people and John wondering if Jesus was the Messiah and then Jesus talking about who John the Baptist was. And um, and then kind of um, uh, reminding people of how their response to him is crucial, that um, they responded in a certain way to John, and they responded in a certain way to Jesus. And um, uh, there's one particular response that the gospel writers and we and Jesus are hoping for, and not everybody responds in that, w- in that manner with accepting who he is. Um, but the conversation, uh, the story in our conversation continues. And it says that Jesus began to uh, reproach the towns in which the majority of his miracles had, had been done, which I think is an important thing to mark, that the, not that it's the only places that he's done miracles, but the towns in which he did the most miracles, um, he, he uh, um, reproaches them. He, um, well, he's just going to continue. I'll just read what he says, because they did not repent. So Jesus comes into a town does signs and miracles, and we would think the natural response would be, okay, this guy is... Who he says he is. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And we probably ought to trust in him. And Jesus says, um, well, Matthew says that they didn't repent. Um, So Jesus says, woe to you, Chorazin, a town. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the miracles done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in uh, sackcloth and ashes. Nevertheless, I tell you, it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? No, you will be brought down to Hades. For if the miracles done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until today. Nevertheless, I tell you that it will be more bearable for the region of Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. I think at least in, in Matthew's gospel in particular, this is the first time we've heard Jesus talk like this. This is a different, it's not a different Jesus, but it's a different side of Jesus that we haven't quite seen. A, yeah, a different tone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like, I couldn't imagine someone, like any like today, someone calling out a region, mm-hmm. say Hastings, yeah. uh, for their lack of repentance, right? Let alone, for, if anyone was to do that, I mm-hmm. couldn't imagine that, let alone if it was Jesus. Right, <laughs> right. Like, that would like trying to wrap my head around that was like, whoo. Yeah. And then like yeah. to to say uh, the people in uh, Capernaum mm-hmm. being brought down to Hades, mm-hmm. like 
Whoa. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like that, that one's, you know, the, the getting after the other towns for lack of repentance is one step. Mm-hmm. But then to say, oh, you're going down to hit like, yeah, realm of the dead in Hades. Like, yeah. whoo, that's, that's even worse. Yeah. Right. And, and on top of that to say Sodom would still be here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God destroyed Sodom. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, and so just a, like a small point that I found as we were looking at this, um, it was like the, the cities that Jesus is mentioning, mm-hmm. the people, they didn't attack him. They didn't drive him out of their cities. Mm-hmm. They, they weren't the ones that, you know, wanted to crucify him. Mm-hmm. They just disregarded what he said. Right. And in that, they said, uh, neglect can kill just as much as persecution can. Right. And I was like, hmm. Right. That perspective is crazy because it's like they didn't do anything ill against Jesus. They just didn't receive what he was teaching. You think it was a a hard heart or just didn't care to listen to him? I think that's I mean, the definition I guess of a hard so, Yeah, thanks, Kev. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you answered it yourself. I did, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was just it was crazy to see like that it wasn't that you know, they harmed or did any wrong. Mm-hmm. They just didn't yeah. they didn't want it. We're told in John's gospel to believe and receive to receive believe and receive in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And they rejected. Yep. And um, you know, it reminds me of the prophets, um, or God saying I lay before you today life and death. I pray, or I hope that you choose life. Right. Yeah. It's like these towns. Jesus comes in and he gives them life or death. Your choice. What do you, how do you want to respond to me? And like you said, Cody, they didn't um, throw stones at him. They didn't try to kill him. They just said, we don't want to have anything to do with you, mm-hmm. which <laughs> that's a pronouncement of death upon yourself. Right. Yeah. Is that's to have Jesus before you yeah. and go, I don't want anything to do with you. Yep. Which is, a tough message even today. I mean, when we talk to friends and perhaps family or, or people that we don't even know, um, and when we preach the gospel and we get to that uncomfortable spot where they say, well, what if I don't want to believe in Jesus? Do we say, uh, okay, it's okay. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, Jesus is important, but it's, it's not like it's going to matter forever if you don't believe in him. No, we, we are called to say, if you want to reject the one who offers you life, what do you have left? If you don't want life, you have death. death. Yep, nothing. And I, I, as, com- as uncomfortable as that may make us, mm-hmm. it's more, I think it should be more, equally or more uncomfortable for us to try to withhold the truth, to make them feel better now so that they can feel worse for eternity. Like, well, wouldn't you want to know ahead of time? Yeah, and I think it'd be wrong for us to do that. That's what we're called to do is to, to bring um, people towards Jesus. And if we're just saying, yeah, it's not that big of a deal, then really right. is our faith that big of a deal? Right. You know, it, it's important for us to say, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you didn't have that tough conversation. Yeah. But uh, you got you to gotta start with the tough conversation so that your conversations throughout life can get easier. If you if you have the tough conversations all the time, they're going to get easier. Mm-hmm. Yep. <coughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Gary Newton told me that. <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> something you would say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, quite frankly, it's true, and it, it is evident in that situation. Right. Yep. Right, so Jesus says something interesting here in this section where um, he says, look, in verse 21, if... 
If the miracles that I had been doing had been done in Tyre and Sidon and some other towns, they would have repented a long time ago. Like if I, if what I did for you guys in your unrepentant state, if I would have done it, if I would have done it for them, they would have repented. That's one level of maybe the discussion we ought to have. Why didn't he do it for them? Um, the second discussion is, uh, I tell you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment than for Tyre and Sidon than for you, because I gave you a revelation that I didn't give them, which um, we hear the phrase often that all sin is equal before God. Like he doesn't, he doesn't weigh any sins differently. If, if you sin, it's, I mean, we all have fallen short. Mm-hmm. And in some sense, I agree with that. It doesn't appear to be that way here though. Yeah. It appears that there's, there's different levels of, of judgment that exactly. may come upon people. Yeah. So it's, I don't, I don't think, and we can talk around it, I guess, or we can talk about it. I, I believe that statement if what the person means is um, a sin is a sin and any sort of rejecting God or any sort of falling short, no matter the degree of it, is still falling short. If you miss by an inch, you might have well missed by a mile type of thing. Mm-hmm. But it seems like here there's a difference in judgment for missing by an inch rather than missing by a mile. Yeah. And that I don't think that's talked about very often. So I thought blasphemy was the worst sin. Blasphemy yes. of the wor- world of the Lord. Of the, so the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Wouldn't that be blasphemy of so Jesus? He go he goes on, I think, in chapter twelve to talk about that. Uh-huh. Uh in the sense of like so you can you can speak bad about the, the Son of Man, mm-hmm. but you can't speak bad about the Holy Spirit. Ah, okay. You won't be forgiven for that one. Yeah, You'll but be forgiven if you speak against the Son of Man. But the triune. Yeah. So So that that's one of the things that we'll want to talk about in yeah. chapter twelve because yeah. That, you know, that's a big deal. That's yeah, a good teaser that, for chapter 12 to yeah, come back and that's listen to that episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. But, but right here, so um, essentially what I was getting at is they're blasphemy against the uh, against Jesus. So before we get into that conversation, chapter 12, next episode, um, what I was going to say is essentially that's like the, the worst sin because that's what we're told is blasphemy. But yes. thank you for the correction. So like the, I think what Kevin's saying though is, so in, in terms of sin, uh-huh. uh, that's different than judgment. Okay. Sin is the action that's committed. Mm-hmm. Judgment is the repercussions that come from that action. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're, I think Kevin and I mm-hmm. are saying on here is the repercussions that are coming from the actions, there's different levels of that judgment that God delivers. Well, I would assume it's just between blasphemy and the rest of the sins because. Yeah, so. Or maybe not. Well, I mean, I, from what he, I mean, the examples he's giving, uh, Jerezin, uh Bethsaida, Tyre, Sidon, like, mm-hmm. were those blasphemy? No, no, that's what I'm saying. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. when we get to chapter 12, there's going to be a, a specific discussion about um what blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is. And I think we'll clear it out that it's something particular that somebody does. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> we will. We <laughs> no, will. I'm just we'll we'll yeah. clear it up. Yeah. But here, it seems like the discussion more revolves around there's a level of judgment pronounced on a town with people in it based on the revelation they were given and how they responded to that revelation. One town has signs and miracles done in it. 
the majority of them. Another town doesn't. The town that does has is responsible, more responsible to respond in kind than the one who didn't. There's different expectations because they experienced or they had two different experiences. Yeah. yeah. Right. The, now let's be clear. The expectation is not there was no signs and miracles done here, or there were only a few. So it doesn't matter if you reject him. Right. It still matters. Right. Mm-hmm. But Jesus seems to be saying, well, he says, look, Sodom would still be around if mm-hmm. I did for them what I've done for you. And I think it's less about we can focus on what he didn't do for them. The point is, look at what he's done for you. Mm-hmm. What more do you want? Is right. kind of, I think, what Jesus is saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, like. How much more is it going to take for yeah. you to actually do this? Exactly. And yeah. And to, and to drive that point home, he says, it would be more bearable on the day of judgment for them than for you. And, and to think like they would all know who he's speaking of. Yeah. Yeah. Like they would. And so for them, it was like, I'm sure it was like, who? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So I think Southwest Michigan, could God ever say, if I had done for, I don't want to pick a, I'll just pick a state. It doesn't matter. Um, if I had done for Texas, what I did for you, it would be more bearable on the day of judgment than, um, now I'm mixing it up. Let's just imagine that for Southwest Michigan, he's done a lot of miracles, and for Texas, he's done hardly any. It'll be more bearable on the day of judgment than for them than it would be for us because of all the light that's been given to mm-hmm. us. If if we didn't repent. If we didn't repent, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is it's something that we don't often talk about, but Jesus says it here, so we ought to deal with it. Right. right. So we're Tyre, Tyre and Sidon, mm-hmm. just neighboring towns or towns that they know of. Mm-hmm. I didn't really find any significance or anything. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Um, okay. So then uh, any more that we need to talk about that section? No. So then Jesus uh, continues, uh, answers and says, I pray. So now he's going to be praying. So now we just shifted from woes, judgment being pronounced to Father, um, Lord of heaven and earth. I praise you because you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and have revealed them to young children. Yes, Father, for to do so was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom uh, the Son wants to reveal him. Come to me, all of you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke on you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy to carry and my burden is light. That's the message Jesus preaches to the people who he just said, you better watch out. All the signs and miracles that have been given for for you, um, uh, take them seriously. Nevertheless, he says, look, God, my father, is doing something, and we are revealing ourselves to the world. Um, uh, And it's important. I mean, they ought to, or we would hope that people would respond to Jesus in a positive way. Well, that, that's one of the things that for me it stuck out. Like, so Jesus is uh, essentially re- reprimanding them for mm-hmm. their actions, right? And then he turns around and says what he says here. Yeah. Like, I try and ask myself, like, okay, uh, how well received would he have been? Mm-hmm. And do it like because if someone is not firm or comfortable in their faith already, mm-hmm. like, is this gonna be like, oh, Jesus is still full? Like, he's so full of himself. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, he. How, what's the point? If he's the only one that has access to God, why would I even care? Yeah. Right. 
like I'd try and think of like and wonder and ask myself like would that be the case or I mean I hope not yeah but like making sure like that isn't how we would respond when right. Jesus is right showing us things that hey we need correction right okay well you have two choices you either say you're right Jesus right you know this is what we should be doing or come on now yeah who are you to tell me right come on man right yeah. like <laughs> what is our response to that and so yeah. yeah just trying to picture what that looks like and how do we continue to yeah listen and you know be yeah. open to being reprimanded by our actions or right. for our actions i always like um take my yoke upon you and learn from me mm-hmm. for i am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls i, w- I always just like that mm-hmm. just sticks out you know it's one of the mic drops <laughs> You know why do you like it so much? Why? Um, yeah. Well, especially when he follows up for my yoke is easy and my burden is light, mm-hmm. because like a lot of times, and it still happens today, people just are busy, overwhelmed, like got burdens, all sorts of. I mean, a lot of people have baggage, which isn't bad, and it's that's like a slang word. Out, <coughs> I don't know if that was the correct term, but so we're gonna call it. Yeah. So a lot of people have that stuff, and Jesus is saying. Give it to me, mm-hmm. and I will carry it for you. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just that, right? Yeah, that's that little significance of it, yeah. right? So, okay, so Jesus says, "For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light." For me, I went back to like the narrow and wide gate thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like how do you have, how do you have both of them? How, yeah, keep so going an, with that. Yeah, so. you have a narrow gate mm-hmm. that the road is hard, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then he comes here and says, "My yoke is easy, and my burden is light." Right. So which which is it, Jesus? Is it it's hard to live on this path of light, or is it easy to carry, and the burden is light? Right. What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I I mean, I do know. I mean, I know it's not easy to always walk in light. I think it's both. Mm-hmm. It's both and. I mean, it's not one or the other. But that idea of like, okay, we just got done reading that the road is narrow and the, the gate is, is narrow or whatever. And mm-hmm. then he's coming back here and, okay, looks like the gate's a little wider than it was before. Almost mm-hmm. contradicting himself. Right. But he's, right. He's and that's why I said it. I don't think, right. it, I don't think it can be uh, either or. Mm-hmm. It's an and. Right. It's both. Yeah. That's what, that's what I would say. The yeah. gate is narrow, the road is wide, and my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Right. There we go. Right, so what is Jesus asking us to do? He's asking us to um, take his yoke upon us and learn from him, which can be a difficult thing to do, but his yoke is easy to carry. It's not like, it's, it's his yoke. It's something that he's given to us. So whatever he gives us, it says every good and perfect thing comes from above Mm -hmm. it whatever he's given us is not meant to weigh us down it's meant to help us along and i think that's what makes it easy Mm -hmm. like it's yeah life is difficult Mm -hmm. but with the only way you can get through it i think is is with jesus i don't know how people get through life without him well the only way you can get through it happily and with knowing that you're gonna have life afterwards Mm -hmm. you know because a lot of people um a lot of people that aren't very spiritually invested mm-hmm. are oftentimes more um, sad or like dreary or um, there's, I mean, 
Yeah. Quite frankly, there's not a lot of hope. There isn't. Right. I don't think. I mean, yeah. Paul says that we mourn differently than people mm-hmm. without Jesus. They mourn without hope. We mourn, mourn with hope. Hope. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, uh, if he's the source of light and life and truth, if you don't have that, then you have darkness and death and um, lies all the time. And mm-hmm. that's, right. yeah, that's a bummer. So Jesus says, he goes, uh, no one knows the son except the father. No one does. Like the only person who knows who the son is, is the father, which is crazy. Um, and then he says, no one knows the father except the son and anyone to whom the son wants to reveal him. So what is the only way for anybody to know who the father is? To know the son. Yeah, is to know the son. Which in terms means, wouldn't you say, accept the son? Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of times you can know of Jesus, but do you know and have a relationship with Jesus? Yeah. Two different conversations. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is interesting. And uh, John John uh, goes on to the same statement. says, no one can get to the father without the son, and no one can get to the son without the father. That's right. Yeah. They are connected. Although they're distinct persons in the Godhead, they are connected in their unity or that's a that's just saying the same thing they're connected in their being of who they are they are god but they are distinct persons so they have relationship with one another and they share that relationship with the world and so who would know the son the best well the father would of course um and the son's mission has been has been laid out where he is going to reveal the father to the world so again, we have uncomfortable conversations with people sometimes where they want to say that they know God and they don't want anything to do with Jesus. And we come to verses like this and we say, well, Jesus seems to say that that's an impossibility, that you can't know God without the Son. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into further how that's that's uh, fleshed out a little bit more with how the Spirit works and everything. But um, I I always come back to that and I think, yeah, Jesus really is the the one stop to knowing who God is. To take him out of the equation is to not know anything. You can get your gas and your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. And on, <laughs> on, on that note, um, thank you for joining us on another Conversations on Jesus podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed the three goons here. And I hope you guys come back. That's right. Thank you.